On tonight's episode of the podcast, I recap my picks from the weekend, look into English Premier League, catch up on the BMW Championship, and look into the Solomon Cup. I look at cut day for the NFL, and I talk the NFC West. This is the Draining Jimmy's Podcast. Happy Tuesday, everyone. I hope everyone had a good weekend, a good start to the week. Yes, I know that it's Tuesday. I know it's a day later. Um, Decided to do the podcast the next day just because today was cut day for the NFL. Roster is getting pushed down to 53. So I thought I'd leave it to see what notable players were getting moved, uh, what teams were choosing rookies as starters and definitely was an eventful day i will get to that uh, later on in the podcast uh don't forget i will be continuing my special i will be talking about the nfc west i have been doing everyone up until now and leaving off with the afc and nfc south with the final two so definitely an exciting day definitely had an exciting weekend in regards to uh, sports, English Premier League, college football started off with. Uh, we also had an exciting weekend with the BMW Championship, another tournament going to a playoff. We've had multiple, which is kind of exciting, gives you that extra feeling for golf just because you have, you know, finally a battle fighting for, fighting for that top spot. We had it in the Olympics. We've had it at multiple uh tournaments like I've stated, and I've talked about this a few times this season when it came to uh, those events like you know it's great to see a playoff and it's always good when you have a prolific player like Bryson DeChambeau in a playoff Patrick Cantley who ended up winning the BMW championship now we'll go into that now uh, winning it with a nice beautiful 17 foot putt and again I'm not going to talk about the news with Bryson DeChambeau why because you know what I mean I have plenty of other things to talk about What's going on with Bryson DeChambeau? Oh, well, old news, blah, blah, blah. There is a news in there about the whole thing with uh, the calling out and saying a certain word. It's nothing bad. It's just the chirping and the chants from fans and the crowds and all that stuff. And you know what? I won't have a talk about it just because I'll just leave it, especially with the Tour Championship coming up this weekend. You have the FedEx Cup points, which is coming down tightly. Patrick Cantley, with his win at the BMW Championship, pushed him forward to first in the FedEx Cup points. So I'm just going to ignore that because there's bigger things going on uh, this past weekend and also this week. One thing that is happening this week as well, and I know I've told myself I try to talk more about the LPGA, uh, and I will be going forward uh, this week is the Solemn Cup. It is the LPGA's version of the Ryder Cup. Uh, it's a great event, started in 1990. So basically we have the 12 best women golfers from Team USA versus the 12 best European uh, women golfers facing it off in match play. Um, Ryder Cup is coming up in a couple weeks as well, but Solomon Cup is going on. So we have Team USA versus Team Europe. Uh, notables are on there are Ali Ewing, uh, or sorry, Ewing, my apologies, 
Ali Ewing, uh, Jessica Corda, Nellie Corda, Megan King, uh, and then Lexi Thompson uh, for Team USA. Some notables there. And then going with the ladies uh, golf, uh, ladies women's team, you have Pedersen, you have Hall, you have Norquist, you have Sagstrom, you have uh, Castron. You know, it's it's definitely an exciting matchup to see and definitely we'll be tuning into it this week and be talking about it on Saturday uh, with that episode of the podcast. If you are listening and you're in the Toledo area or in the Ohio, uh, or if you're not too far from Toledo where it's being played, make sure to go and check it out. I do recommend it. It's always fun to see a tournament like this in that regards. It is a big event. It is great for the LPGA. You get to see this happen and if you're in like i said that area please make sure you go and check it out because it's going to be a very very eventful uh, event at that tournament so again it's playing at the uh, everness club again toledo ohio so if you're in the area i know i've had one or two listeners uh from the area so please go and check out the solemn cup it's definitely going to be a fantastic event for that tournament so um continuing on i'm going to continue with my picks from the weekend because i haven't really had a chance to talk about that i did uh five picks as always Went with the Cards versus the Pirates, uh, Arizona versus Philadelphia. This is for baseball, Patriots and the Giants for the NFL, Manu versus Wolverhampton, and Totten versus uh, Watford. So went four and one, which I'm very excited to say. I'm very happy about that. It's been a while since I've done a five and zero weekend, and I'm kind of hoping for that this weekend. I'll be doing my picks as always. So. With my picks, uh, Cardinals did, I did go with the Cardinals, I chose Philly, I chose the Pats, I chose Man U, and I chose the Spurs, and again, 4-1, and one, the Cards were the team that did fall, they fell 4-3 and three to the Pirates, uh, Philly win nicely 7-4, Pats won against the Giants in their preseason game, 22-20, uh, to 20. Man U winning against Wolverhampton, 1-0, to nil. And then we have Tottenham winning as well, one to nil. So definitely exciting to see that, especially with uh, English Premier League in its third week now. Uh, Man U is playing pretty well to start off with. I'm definitely going to try and pull up a majority of the standings just to take a look on how everything is going on. Just because, you know, it's always exciting to talk about. Um, Because, you know, it's a big weekend. And I will be continuing on with soccer this weekend, especially with the games going on. So I'm just pulling up the table at the moment. Uh, just to take a look at how the standings are looking as we speak. So we've played three games uh, so far. Uh, so Tottenham is at the top of the leaderboard after their 1-0 win. They've won uh, three uh, matches. West Ham and United, So sorry, West Ham United, Manchester United, Chelsea, Liverpool, Everton are all uh, tied together. But obviously, you know, they're going to go by goal differential, goals for, just to make sure with the difference. Sorry, goals for is right now the difference. They're all tied with goal differential. But uh, Tottenham with uh, seven, or sorry, Tottenham, or sorry, not Tottenham, uh, West Ham with 10 goals for, five against. Uh, Man U with uh, 10. So definitely exciting to see. Again, it's only week three. Uh, of EPL so there's still plenty of that 38 games that they play so plenty of soccer left as well I did talk about Champions League's draw last week 
Um, I will, as we get closer and closer to those matches, especially when we're starting out in the group stages, and then I'll break it off uh, to the round of 16, and so on and so forth. But I will start talking about Champions League as we get closer and closer to those matchups as we get there. Because it's definitely going to be exciting when Champions League kicks off. Uh, but again, uh, the news I talked about on Saturday, the return of Cristiano Ronaldo, which is great to see. Um, so definitely uh, definitely a good thing uh, right now, having him return to Manchester United. I will definitely be ordering my jersey once it comes. Uh, once it becomes available, we need to find out what number he will be. He could be CR7, because uh, there is a 7 on Manchester United. Uh, with that, I just need to confirm who that was. So I definitely messed that up. So I'm just pulling up that as well. I'm just pulling up the Man U roster as we're looking here. For number 7, I believe it is Davis, because sometimes it's hard to remember so many names so many athletes that's why i'm so happy here uh sorry i was definitely wrong edison cavani is number seven i have no idea why davis came to my mind but yes cavani is number seven so we'll discuss who's going to be wearing seven uh there is fred on manu as well who's wearing 17 if you know of 17 that's the number ronaldo used to wear when he was on the national team before luis figo retired so make sure you're looking at there. So we'll find out what the number will be. It's going to be 7. It's CR7. So definitely going to be uh, exciting to see what will be happening in the next uh, couple of days uh, once that. But he looks great in the jersey. We're all excited to see it. So uh, now going over to college football. Since college football has returned, it kicked off this weekend. Some notable games uh, that I discussed with. Um, we had US, not USC, USC is playing this weekend against San, San Jose State, who did come off a nice win uh, this weekend. We have Fresno State, who beat Connecticut 45-0. Nebraska versus Illinois, we, who are Illinois 130-22. And UCLA beating Hawaii 44-10, which, you know, it's good to see some college football there and this weekend because uh, it continues on with week one because many teams did not have a chance to play this past weekend their schedules were set for this weekend notable games we have michigan versus western michigan uh usc trojans versus san jose state i know many people are like well you know it's, it's who, who does it really matter it matters to me because it's usc uh we have ranked 17 indiana versus 18 iowa Number one, Alabama, the national champions, are playing number 14, Miami. And then we have a nice little matchup of, of uh, 14, Penn State, versus number 12, Wisconsin. So make sure you turn into those matchups this weekend. Uh, much more as well. But those are some notables there, especially ranked ones as well. It's good to see that you have Bama versus Miami. It's kind of sad that the USC-Bama game didn't happen last year, but, you know, uh, covid uh, no interconferences. One thing that's good that's going to be happening in the next little bit, I believe in the next year or so, the alliance between uh, the ACC, the Big Ten, and the US or in the Pac-12. I almost said the USC conference. I was wrong. Uh, so you have the Big Ten, uh, Big Ten, ACC, and the Pac-12. There's looking at an alliance there. So we should be seeing some games 
as well. And also, if you're a USC fan, Notre Dame fan, October 23rd for the big matchup between the two schools. It's always been interesting uh, between the two, the history between the two uh, schools. They date back for a long, long time. So make sure that you do check out that matchup as well. But it is good to see college football back. Um, I'm excited to see that. So we're definitely looking at... Uh, those games, we do check out those games, especially the USC San Jose State game as well. So, uh, the Michigan game is at 12, USC is at 5. Some games are at 3 30, and then you have some at 8 o'clock as well. But definitely, definitely exciting to uh, see that college football is back, especially when you know, no NFL this weekend, no. Uh, fourth preseason game uh, obviously with COVID they want to make sure enough time for players to uh, rest relax uh, not only that with the pandemic that's the, the most important piece there was the pandemic because you want to give yourself time between uh, the two weeks from that first game and last preseason game uh, only one game before uh, September the 12th that is the Cowboys Buccaneers game so we will see that game on the 9th so Definitely lots and lots of time for uh, players to get the 14 days off, rest, relax, heal up, and then ready to go for kickoff week one. Uh, and lots of uh, cuts were today. Again, I mentioned earlier on, today was cut day uh, for teams to get down to the 53-man roster. Yes, the 53-man roster was all set and ready to go. So lots of teams, lots of players, uh, lots of changes today uh, for that as well. Most notable today, if you are a Pats fan, Cam Newton was cut by the Patriots. So they are going with uh, Mac Jones as that uh, quarterback for their starting team. So notably, we are looking here for some cuts. I got the Patriots roster here of the players that were cut. Cam Newton and Brian Hoare are both cut. So they're definitely going with uh, the, the other quarterback, I believe it's Stidham, uh, who filled in last year. So he will be the backup to Mac Jones. Um, I guess a lot of people thought, you know what, Cam never wanted to be a backup. So uh, they went on. Rumors are that the Cowboys might be interested to having them backed up, especially with them getting rid of a couple of their backups as well. Um, but going through some other rosters, Josh Johnson from the Jets was let go. Uh, lots of stuff. So I'm going to pull up my Indianapolis Colts. Actually, let me pull up the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens are going to be looking for a new running back, especially with J.K. Dobbins, who got injured in the preseason. Uh, but definitely uh, interesting. Uh, Deion Kane, drafted by the Colts, picked up by the Ravens. Uh, was released. Uh, former tackle Andre Smith as well. Michael Schofield, Aaron Odobe as well. Pernell McPhee uh, was uh, released as well from that team. So well. we're just looking through here as well. Uh, other players, um, again, you know, usual cut downs. Uh, Desmond Trufant was let go as well, which is uh, a shocker, especially with the Bears, that young core. So we'll see how that goes. John Brown from the Raiders was let go too. So we'll see how the Raiders do with that. You do have a nice piece there. He did put on a nice show with Buffalo. So we'll see how that carries forward. Colts, Brett Hundley, obviously we knew that was going to happen. Uh, Deion Jackson, which is tough. It's always tough when you're making these teams here. Making these cuts, sorry, not make. Well, you're, it is a difficult decision making these teams. But we're definitely, you know, lots of players 
uh, interesting to see. Uh, just t keep k taking a look here at the risk at the list. Sorry, not the risk, the list. Uh, Brett Ripon, who did compete against Drew Locke last year for a couple starts. Um, but no, when you're looking at it here and everything, you, you wonder if a lot of players are going. Actually, let me just take a look here. So I do have the Raiders. John Brown was the most notable one. Let go. Uh, Jimmy Morrissey, who they did draft uh, when I was looking at it here. So that's one of their draft picks. Colts let one go their draft picks as well, a fifth rounder. Sean Davis. So we'll see how it all plays out. A lot of these guys are going to try and retain for their practice squad. So when you do take a look, I'm looking here at NFL.com. All right, so uh, QBs uh, for the Bears. They let go of Ben DiNucci. If you remember him trying to get the start, Garrett Gilbert. They look like they might be trying to make space for Cam Newton to come and try and join the roster. We'll see. It'll be a nice backup for um, Des Bryant. Not Des Bryant. Uh, Oh, man, I am now having a brain fart. I'm trying to remember Dak Prescott. There we go. Had a, yeah, Des Bryant. No, Des Bryant is a former wide receiver who played for the Cowboys, but Dak Prescott is that guy. Uh, Bears, just taking a look here, not much noticeable. Um, now for the Eagles, you have Nick Mullins, who is going to get let go because they traded for uh, Gardner Minshew. Jordan Howard uh, was let go. Hakeem Butler... Uh, as well, he was let go. Travis Fulgham, who led the Eagles in receptions and receiving yards last year, was let go as well. Uh, Hassan Ridgeway. Some of these guys I'm seeing here are former Colts uh, on this roster, so I'm looking at it here. Former running back Peyton Barber was let go of Washington. So we'll see how um, what the waiver wires, waiver wire is going to look like. Definitely going to be interesting to see on how everything will play out with this uh the roster and everything as well so definitely going to be exciting to see and again i did mention desmond trufant for the bears as well uh wide receiver that i did talk about uh when i did my pre uh talks with the divisions because uh, i did the nfc north last week um where am i looking here Bashard perriman uh he was let go by uh the uh, Detroit Lions, and then when we're looking here uh, for the Packers, we have Devin Funches, who was let go. Obviously, injuries, he was on the IR. Uh, Equimanus, St. Brown, Amon St. Brown's brother, uh, let go as well from the Packers. Just taking a look here as well. But no, definitely interesting to uh, see as well with uh, cut day. It's always, it's always tough when you're trying to get everything down. One thing that's great to see is, um, you know, rookies getting their chances. So we'll definitely see how the Patriots are going to look with Mac Jones. Justin Fields will come up to it. Uh, Deontay Foreman uh, for the Eagles. I'm not going to go through any more of this. I've listed off and gone through a bunch of teams. Uh, actually, former, uh, actually, Devontae Freeman was let go by the Saints. Uh, that was Devon, Deonta Foreman that I was talking about, Devontae Freeman, Trevor Simeon, both let go by the Saints as well. And just taking a look here, who else? Okay, so as I keep going and going and going, I know there's lots of people here, um, but I will just keep going forward. Yeah, I'm good with that. Uh, not anyone else that's caught my eye with this team. Uh, I'm not really worried about Josh Rosen. Uh, as well so um nope, that seems to be 
it for anyone that was noticeable uh, for that as well, but it's always tough as well. Um, I'm back with fantasy football. I just wanted to note that there. It's been a while since I've done it, and about two, three years removed from it, so I decided to come out of retirement. Took a little break just because I was part of it for so long. When you're playing for so long, you just need to it. You just had to walk away. I didn't. I also did other fantasy. I just didn't retire purposely from fantasy. But I'm back with football. Um, my draft is this week. We will see how that turns out. Um, it's like I said, been a couple years. Um, always interesting to see and how everything plays out. So uh, on Saturday. I will talk a little bit about what my draft plan is, who I'm targeting, who I'm going to look at, because I'm trying to get the podcast done as fast as I can on Saturday. And then on Monday's episode, I'll talk about the team that I did draft, because, you know, it's my first NFL fantasy draft that I've done in a long, long time. So definitely interesting to see as well. But what's going to help me is, is talking about, you know, the division. So tonight I'm going to be talking about the NFC West I finished it off with the AFC uh, West on the weekend, uh, talking about the Chiefs, the Broncos. But tonight, talking about the Cardinals, the Seahawks, the Rams, and, oh my God, how did I find the 49ers? Wow, I struggled on that one. Definitely struggled in trying to remember that last one. Thinking does Brian was Dak, you know. Um, but again, yes, talking about the NFC West, definitely going to be interesting on how this division is going to be playing, because you don't really know who's going to be winning this division. This division here, you know, you can look at some and just be like, hmm, that one's definitely going to win it. Um, it's kind of going to be similar to maybe the NFC, the AFC North, um, where you don't have a clear-cut favorite, but you definitely have teams that can probably make the wild card. Um, all four teams potentially uh, have a chance of making it into it. Um definitely going to be tough to see who's going to win the division. Um, I won't be picking a winner for the divisions. I'm not doing that until next Wednesday's podcast, the eve of of uh, the kickoff to the Super Bowl, or not to the Super Bowl, to the season. I will be doing my division winners. I've been working on it as well. I have everything down pat, including my number one seeds, uh, my wild cards as well looking at my offensive player haven't done my mvp yet on who's going to be there uh, or defensive player of the year so that hasn't been decided yet but i think it's time to talk about the nfc west all right so i'm starting off with the san francisco 49ers now the niners last year finished uh division worst uh six and ten now I know some people are picking the Niners to be better, uh, especially when we're looking at the roster. It, it, it all comes down to what a healthy Jimmy Garoppolo is going to basically look like for this team. Now, I'm pulling up the death chart. Now, these next couple episodes of the, the reviewing of the divisions are going to be a little bit different because now I'm looking at the NFC West, the NFC South, and the AFC South final rosters, as you can say, of what we're going to be expecting for this, just because now everything is all set. The 53-man roster is there. Um, so again, like I stated, they did draft Trey Lance earlier on with their uh, pick. So he is going to be sitting on second right behind Jimmy Garoppolo. Garoppolo did beat him out, obviously, in this preseason. Trey Lance still has some developing to do in regards to that. But again, you're going to see Trey Lance be the future of this team. 
and it may be sooner, it may be later. It's hard to say. It's all going to be on what's going to happen with Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, running back, still you have Raheem Morset and then uh, Trey Sermon, uh, Jacmel Hasty, as well as Elijah Mitchell uh, as your four running backs. Uh, wide receivers, you're starting six. Well, your first, your, your starting three is definitely going to be Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, and then Mohamed Sanu Sr. And then you have three backups with Juan Jennings, Jalen Hurd, and as well as Trent Sherfoot. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with the three. Um, now with the offensive line, they're definitely doing everything right. You have Pro Bowl center Alex Mack. You have Trent Williams. They do have a good front line to protect and get the ball moving. Um, so defense, listen, we all know what they're able to do. Nick Bosa, we know what he's capable of doing. They have Fred Warner, who is arguably one of the best linebackers in the game. You have good corners with Mosley, Verrett, and then you have Jimmy Ward, and then Tart. Uh, as your corners and safeties. So we know there and their depth looks good. Uh, the front, uh, the 4-3, you have, again, Nick Bosa, DJ Jones, Ark Armstead, and then you have D Ford, who is a backup there. We knew how well D Ford was uh, when he played for the Kansas City Chiefs. So we know what their defense is going to be doing there. We know what their front's going to be like, and you have a nice rotational piece with Ford. So... Yes, you can say that the 49ers could possibly win this division. Um, but, again, what I'm looking at here is Jimmy Garoppolo is the determining piece of that. Can they stay healthy? That is the thing. Injuries definitely did impact him last year. Jimmy Garoppolo, again, is that deciding factor. Can we see that one quarterback that took him to the Super Bowl? Can we see that there? Uh, the 49ers haven't had the best track record. Again, injuries, and Garoppolo has only played really one full season with this roster, and he was given the big bucks uh, as well. So we'll see what happens here. It, it may be the final season of Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo. We may see Trey Lance early, but what I see here with the 49ers is, is basically the determination of what Jimmy Garoppolo, which Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be showing up. That's what it's basically going to see. Are we going to see you know, the full healthy one, or are we going to see an injured Jimmy Garoppolo, which we've seen. The defense will be there. They will be a great defense. Um, we, we know how well San Fran has led with defenses in the past and with their linebacker cores, but again, the offense, I like the wide receiver core. They did good things last year. Morissette uh, did very well. The run game was a big part of it with Garoppolo, but we'll see. Can Jimmy be healthy? Can he be that Super Bowl quarterback? It's a lot like what a lot of people are saying with Carson Wentz. Can he be that one person that uh, that year of the Super Bowl before injuries? That's what we're looking at here with the 49ers. Uh, going next will be the Arizona Cardinals. Now, the Cardinals missed out on going to the playoffs last year. They lost out on that with uh, the Bears going in. Bears took that final seventh spot. So, there. So what we're looking at it here is when we're checking out uh, the Cardinals, it's you have Kyler Murray who's doing good things. They added James Connors for the running backs. So you have Chase Edmonds, James Conner, one-two little punch, which should help. Uh, when we're looking here at the wide receiver core, they added A.J. Green. You also have DeAndre Hopkins as well. So that's going to be very nice to see with a one-two, but can it be the same A.J. Green that we saw dominate in uh, Cincinnati before the injuries and everything? And Christian Kirk, who is a nice little piece there as well. So you have a nice little 
uh, three wide receivers, and you have Antoine Wesley, Andy Isabella, and Rondale Moore, as well as nice little depth pieces. Now, offensive line, uh, you have DJ Humphreys, you have Justin Pugh, uh, Rodney Hudson, Justin Murray, Calvin Beecham. That's good as well. Now, the one thing is they added some nice pieces on defense, and their defense does improve. That's the good thing, which I am liking here as well. So, the one thing they did well is uh, the first-round pick, Zavon Collins. So, he's going to be your your interior linebacker. Um, again, on the outsides, when we're looking here, the defense is a little bit better. Um, as much as you have Jordan Phillips, Rashad Lawrence, you have J.J. Watt, who they signed, which is now a big piece. Can J.J. Watt stay healthy for a full 17 games? Uh, you also have... Chandler Jones, we know how well he can play and how well he can get a get in the quarterback, as well as again you have the rookie Collins that I talked about. You have Isaiah Simmons, who is a very nice piece who was drafted the year before. Uh, first, so you have two young middle linebackers there, year one, year two. So that's going to be nice pieces. They have a young defense, which is great. Uh, now the question is, you know, corners. Um, Listen, we, we know how well they have been before. Patrick Peterson, who is their premier cornerback, is gone. He's now uh, gone to the Vikings. Uh, but you have Byron Murphy Jr., you have Tay Gawain, Buda Baker, and then Jalen Thompson as your cornerback. So they have a young core, but they have good leadership with of the up front with Watt and Chandler Jones. So to make of this team, it's hard to say. Um, they're, they're, they're young. Uh, you don't have Larry Fitzgerald because he was mumbling, you know, retirement and everything, wondering what's going to happen. They're, they're, they're young, but they definitely have potential to grow. And with the offense, having Connors there is a nice little piece that helps move them the ball. Possibly even he can take over. So you have a nice little one-two punch there. What will the addition of J.J. Watt be? That's a good thing because that's having him there gives you another weapon to help with Chandler Jones attack the quarterback. That's what you're seeing here. And again, those two linebackers, your interior linebackers, Collins and Simmons, I like them. They were both great in college. We saw, I saw what Simmons was last year because he was the first-round pick for them. So they definitely did the right things building this defense. question is now, going forward, can they take advantage? Can they go from an 8-8 eight eight team to a 10-6 team? Can, can we see that there? Um, I do like their potential. They just missed out. I think adding certain pieces does help. They did, definitely did it on the defensive side and the offensive side. So the offense, the only thing here we're looking at it is the depth of the offensive line. That's what I'm concerned with because Justin Pugh is currently out. Uh, determining what he's out for could be back for the beginning of the season. He's not out on IR, but he will be returning. So depth at the O-line could be concerning with this uh, Carolina, not Carolina, these Arizona Cardinals. I'm good. I'll be fine. <laughs> going to next. Um, going with a playoff team that didn't miss out but was in, uh, the Rams was 10-6. and six. Now this is with uh, Jared Goff as their quarterback last year. Uh, so we'll see. Now they have a new quarterback for this team, Matthew Stafford. Talked about with uh, my NFC North, the trade between Stafford and Goff, plus some other picks, is definitely going to be uh, great. So Stafford is an upgrade. He is a better quarterback than Jared Goff. More of a gunslinger, throws the ball. And we know what he is capable of 
doing. So, uh, you know, Stafford at quarterback, which is nice. The wide receiver core, very happy with. Van Jefferson, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, very good. You also have the addition of Deshaun Jackson, which means you have a wide receiver on the outside to stretch the field. They definitely, with the final roster, looks like they went with nine wide receivers, which is good, which means McVay is probably doing a lot of packages with a lot of four wide receivers, so on and so forth. Four wide receivers, possibly others, different different packages to help spread the ball around. But when you're looking at the starting three with wide receivers, Stafford definitely has a nice little one, two, three pieces there. Uh, with their running backs, they traded for Sony Michelle. So we have Daryl Henderson Jr. as well. So we saw what Sony Michelle was like in New England. But when you're in a running back by committee, you don't get to see the full performance. But Sony Michelle can definitely uh, play and can definitely move the ball for them. Just going over his stats. So last year, uh, just under 450 yards. When I mean just under, I mean like 440 nine yards when we're looking at it here so i'm just going to look at his career stats overall just because i kind of want to go season by season in the two years with new england uh, because he was drafted in 2018 uh, last pick so 931 yards 912 yards in 2019 Uh, so he definitely had some nice pieces but again the patriots always go by running back by committee he's never really been healthy with one thing with Sony Michel, so he's only had one season where he's completed a full 16 games, uh, 18, 20, uh, 13 games or less. So definitely a good piece for uh, the Rams. Um, I won't be, like, again, making picks, but, again, I am liking the roster here as well. So what I'm saying here earlier on with the NFC West, it could go to any team, and we may see three teams from this division in the playoffs next year or this year, sorry. That's what we may see here. Offensive line, Andrew Whitworth. We know how great he is at left tackle. David Edwards, Brian Allen. They definitely have the right pieces there to protect. And we know with the way Matt Stafford can throw the ball, definitely going to help spread this offense around and definitely do more than what uh, McVay has always wanted. Uh, The defense, we know how good their defense can be. We we do. Jalen Ramsey on the outside. Jordan Fuller, Rapp, Williams is their two safeties and corner. Aaron Donald, as long as he's there in the middle, he's going to be a nightmare for those teams, especially if you're trying to run up in the ball. Uh, run up in the middle, sorry. And then you have your linebacker core. Again, you have Troy Reader, Kenny Young as your interiors, Floyd and Justin Hollins there as well. The goal is to try and attack this the quarterbacks because they're going to be facing some pretty good quarterbacks. Uh, Kyler Murray, who can move the ball. Jimmy Garoppolo, when healthy, can be dangerous. And you're also facing Russell Wilson. So the defense will be handful. But again, Aaron Donald, Ramsey, those type of players, when you have two great players, are definitely going to make it a nightmare for that. Because we know Ramsey can cover, and we know that Donald is just going to be attacking up the middle, which is going to be great. The one thing I'm looking forward to is, because I'm going to pull up uh, the schedule, and I'm going to have you guys mark down a date if you want to see a lineman battle. Uh, September 19th, uh, look at it here, you have the Colts versus the Rams. Why do I say mark that down? You have Aaron Donald versus potentially uh, Quentin Nelson. Now, potentially, depending on how they're lining up and doing the formation, but if we're looking here, you're going to have a matchup that we're all going to be excited to see. You're going to see 
I know it's probably going to be Ryan Kelly facing him because he's the center, but you're going to be seeing Big Q potentially facing Aaron Donald, one of the best defensive tackles versus arguably one of the best offensive linemen in the game today. And you're just going to see them battle it out, and it's just going to be remarkable. So mark that down between a offensive lineman and a defensive lineman battle right there. Uh, Big Q versus Aaron Donald. So look at that. Definitely going to be interesting again, but I am liking the pieces with the offense, the wide receivers. You know, they're, this is going to be a different team, definitely, with the quarterback. Uh, and you know what? Again, McVay is definitely going to have a lot of things that he can do more with Stafford than he could have done with Donald. And it's just remarkable what they have here. I'm just going to pull up Van Jefferson's uh, stats here as well from last year. So nothing really too big, only 220 yards and one TD. He was great. Listen, he, he was a great uh, wide receiver when he played for LSU. Just pulling up all the information. Sorry, Florida. Why am I thinking LSU? I'm thinking of someone else that's stuck in my head. That's my apology. So, sorry, out of Florida. So, Van Jefferson is still a nice piece. Can he grow and be the next step? He definitely has the size. He definitely can catch the ball. We see him do good things. But can he grow with uh, this offense? So, We'll have to just wait and see. And you know what? Having a quarterback, a gunslinger, light Stafford, and it's all going to be depending on the packages too, correct? So we will see on how everything works out with the Rams. Finally, you're going to the last team of this division. It is the Seattle Seahawks. Now, the Seahawks have been good in the last couple of years. I'm not arguing against it. They have been very, very good. Uh, they won the West last year. Did not do much, did not go very far. Uh, it's been a while since they've had that complete defense going to the Super Bowls. We understand things have changed. Uh, but when we're looking here at the West, we, we know they've been consistent. Um, they, they've definitely been a great team to watch. I'm not arguing against it, but again, they, they definitely have had some defensive help, and the growth of Russell Wilson has been great as well. But they've always been consistent. They won the division last year. Again, not having the best success when we're looking at it here. I'm just pulling up their record. Actually, when I'm looking here right now, I should always be looking at who they've had. So I'm just pulling up their stats from last year. Um, because, again, one thing is they're not the same team as they were uh, last year. So I'm just looking up at the playoffs last year. They lost 30-20 to to the Rams. That was uh, who we saw. And they, they have a good offense. I'm not arguing against that. I'm just looking at the last two years where, you know what, they just haven't been, you know, the best team, the most dominating team. Like, they can put up the points, they can score. Um, but you know what, they, they they fell in the division the year before to Green Bay. They just squeaked out a win against uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, and this is 2019. So can we see an improvement with this team? Hard to say, because again, they've only had one good postseason, and that was when they beat the Eagles a couple years ago, and that was probably with a injured, uh, not 100% Carson Wentz on that roster, because again, I'm just looking up at 2017, uh, they didn't even make the playoffs that year, let me just check the standings and their record that year for 2017, let's just take a look here. So my apologies. So we're looking at the West, North, South, East, West. Uh, where am I going? Uh, nine and seven. 
someone we're looking at here. It looks like they just missed out when we're looking at this roster. Yep. Just missed out because the NFC South had 11 out of 5, 11 out of 5, and a 10 to 6 team. So they definitely missed out at 9 and 7. So uh, going back to the roster, because it's time to look at the beautiful depth chart of your Seattle Seahawks. So we're finally here again, like I stated. Much of the divisions have already come, uh, have been different because I was looking at other ones. The offensive line definitely needs to improve. We'll need a healthy that, especially with moving the ball. The running backs, you have Chris Carson, you have Rashad Penny. Does that scare me? No. Um, the one thing that does is their lack of depth at wide receiver. I know you have DJ Metcalf, which is great. He's been incredible since his rookie year. You have Tyler Lockett. You have Freddie Swain. And you have D. Eskridge. And you, don't, you have Johnny Ursoa, who is now on IR, and Tyler Lockett is questionable. So, again, the depth of this is definitely questionable. I don't know what to expect of it. That's all I'm saying. I do not know what to expect with this team. I, I really, really, really don't. Because um, it's it's tough to say because, well, if you don't have any wide receivers, you don't have much of a matchup to get that. So, we'll just have to wait and see on how everything turns out. Sorry, I was just checking out a profile of one of the defensive players. The defense that we have here, is it the same defense? You saw Bobby Wagner in the middle. You have Jordan Brooks on the outside. Barton, uh, Cody Barton as your strong side. Can this be the same defense? You have Carlos Dunlap out on the outside. You have LG Collier as well. Can we see that there? You have two nice little tackles in the middle. It's, it's a question of trying to get this team better. And I know there's been some outbursts with uh, Russell Wilson not being happy. Yes, I get it. But again, you have a decent okay line. It's I, I'm not really sold on this team, to be honest. I'm, I'm not. Not in years past. It's really hard to predict as I'm looking at this roster, and I'm not really happy, especially when you look at the wide receivers. Now, I'm looking at this through ESPN because uh, they have all the rosters there. And again, you have they have five wide receivers on the roster as of right now with their depth chart. Um, now... They may have other injuries or people off of the list due to COVID. But again, it's it's hard to say what's going to happen. It really, really is hard to say what this team is going to be like. Again, they have, yeah, there, there's some gaping holes here. And I'm not really too thrilled with this team. So when I do my predictions next week, it might be a little changes on who's going to win the division. And this, this West team is open. It, it usually is. It always has been. Not really having a great one, but this could be an open one. That's what I'm looking at here. And I'm, I'm not too convinced with uh, the NFC West. Again, when I'm going through this and doing all my divisions, it's, it's definitely going to be tough. And it is a question mark. Um, especially with, it's just like the NFC North or AFC North could be anyone's game, but I'm not seeing a clear favorite as of right now with this division. So, um, again, there, there's some gaping holes with Seattle and this team might struggle. So make sure you look at that again. Their defense is not the same as it was. You still have Bobby Wagner as the big leader. You have Dunlop again, Jamal Adams, who again, you know, it's not a bad safety, but he is just not a consistent safety. So we'll see what Weatherspoon and Reed can do on the outside. It's there's some holes in the Seattle team that is definitely going to be some trouble here. 
uh, as well. And their first game against my Colts, so we'll see how everything works out. It's definitely going to be a great matchup, but again, it's, there's some holes missing here for Seattle. So that is it uh, for the NFC West, as well as that is it for tonight's episode of the podcast. Um, I will be back Saturday. I uh, will make sure that it's out early on time, not going to be like a Sunday or anything. Uh, Saturday, I'll go over my possible review of a fantasy draft, because I have that there. I uh, will be talking about the NFC South because I'm going to be finishing the AFC South on Monday, talking about my Colts team and the rest of the division, as well as next Wednesday, not this Wednesday, next Wednesday, about uh, my predictions and everything for the NFL. Uh, And as well, I will be recapping the Solomon Cup, uh, talking about the first couple rounds of the Tour Championship, uh, also looking at English Premier League, catching up on college football, especially previewing it, especially with Saturday, those games that I talked about as well. It's also the U.S. Open uh, for women and men's tennis, so I will be catching up on that as well. So I'm definitely going to have a very, very busy Saturday, as well as, don't forget, the NFC South. And I will also be doing a top 10, and don't forget my picks. So those those college games that I talked about weren't picks. They're just games that I do recommend to watch as well. So it's definitely a busy week for sports, and definitely another busy week again. Um, So, again, you have college football this weekend, the U.S. Open for men and women's tennis, Solomon Cup, Tour Championship, plenty of baseball, lots of English Premier League, soccer, also MLS. And, you know, we're a week away from the NFL. So it's definitely going to be an exciting weekend as we get closer and closer to that kickoff on the 9th. So, again, I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, I hope you guys have a good week. Uh, Have a good Tuesday night. Uh, And, again, I'll see you guys on Saturday. This is the Draining Jimmy's Podcast.